Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. got a new listener in here that I've never seen before, um, and we are in the second oh. half of the show now. Sad Boy Cheddar Life, Life X, I guess, welcome in. Um, I saw Rifles in here, too. I didn't know. Maybe I missed Rifle from earlier. Sorry, Rifle. No, but I, I, you know, I'm comprehending what you're saying, and, like, I mean, I'm not this guy. Um, I'm the type of person, it, I really have to justify things in my mind if I'm going to make a big purchase. Like, I can't just go and blow a shit ton of cash, right? If it's if it's a big purchase, there needs to be justification in that for me, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not really, I'm not like really a, I'm not a big envy person of other people. That's, I mean, I've always saw somebody have something. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'd love to have one of those, right? But I'm not going to go out and break my break my back to go get what someone else has right sure however i have done things to where you know uh back when i was in school i needed to get a new laptop right Mm -hmm. and uh my buddy got this this is it was when the hp touch marts first came out and i was like he just went and bought one and i was like dude can i check that out he's like yeah dude this thing is really awesome and i went and I, i checked his out and i'm like dude I think I want to get one of these and it wasn't an envy thing. It wasn't this or that. It was like, okay, this is cool. I could utilize this. I really like this. I think I'm going to get one too. Right. But I needed one. I needed one for school. So it wasn't like it was a outlandish. I saw you have it. Now I want it type thing. You get what I'm saying? Sure. But that's a lot of what we're seeing. That's a lot of what we're seeing in this country, you know, overseas, and I didn't know that, that this was a thing. This whole buy a new vehicle every two to three years. Oh, it's at 70,000 miles. You got to trade it in before it's worthless. Like all these factors. This is a here problem. Mm-hmm. Overseas, dude, they run their vehicles till they don't move anymore. They run them into the ground. Nobody wants to buy something new, right? Unless you're you're like you're wealthy or you're really well off or you've got money to burn. Nobody wants to just go ahead and, and put that cash out for new vehicles every couple of years just for the sake of it. But here in this country, we do that all the time. That is a common practice. You have to get a new vehicle every couple of years. If the miles are up on it, you got to get a new one. There is no run it till it dies. And there's a lot of commercialism that factors in with that as well. And because we live in abundance and, and the, the motivating factor is, is that ego thing. Right. So I, um, I used to work on cars years ago and, and I, and I know this is an extreme factor, 
Um, but this lady brought her car in for an oil change. And it, her, her car wasn't that old. And the lady said, you know, and we're looking over the lady's car and we told the lady, what did we say to her? She said, we said, ma'am, you know, your tires are looking like they're, they got maybe like 10,000 miles left. You want, might want to start thinking about, you know, shopping for some new tires. And she goes, oh, it's not a, it's not a problem. And we said, okay, that's cool. She said, yeah. She goes, we trade the car in as soon as the tires start getting bad on it. And I'm like, what? Oh, <sighs> it's like, what? <laughs> Um, okay. So that tells me one of two things. Okay. Either the, the people that own the car, they're, they're just out there and someone convinced them that, you know, once a car hits, because tires last you about 30,000 miles, typically, you know, maybe 40, sometimes you get a 60,000 miles out of them, but it's not too often anyway. Um, so maybe that was just something that they, that, that this lady and her husband was putting their head like, Hey, you got to trade them in before they hit 50,000 miles or they're not worth a shit. So they took that as, oh, well, you know, it's getting to be, you know, tires are going bad. It's about time to trade it in, right? Or maybe this lady was just spoiled and it was, hey, husband, my tires are getting low. I think I want a new car. And he says, okay, we'll get you a new car. Speaking <laughs> of barfing everywhere, if I had to hear that, I would throw up all over them. <laughs> right. Um, also, welcome in uh, Little Littler Jen. Little uh, I can't say that. Littler Jen, uh, MCH, and Carlos. Welcome in, guys. Welcome into the show. Oh, hey, Jen. What's up? So uh, I told like five thousand people to come in here. So I hope they all come. Oh, very cool. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing the show up. Yeah. Um, so I guess these are your people yeah. that are coming in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Welcome in, Jake's people. <laughs> so, no, I, I mean, it is the convenience thing. It is it is the factor of, of we, we live in a kind of single-serving society, and I bitch about these things all the time. This is not something, if, if you've listened to me ever speak, I, I complain about this stuff all the time. And honestly, there's, I, I don't have any proposable solutions to you, Jake. <laughs> um, not ones that people in today's society would be happy with. Now I kind of want to hear what they are. Restrict some of the things that we have an overabundance of. Um, but then that would be an issue because people would say, you're restricting my freedoms and, and all of these things. But, um, you know, what's, what's the motivating factor to continue to grow this empire? Um, but when we have everything at our fingertips and every convenience possible, um, I don't think restrictions are, are ever really good. Uh, but I think that we need to uh, we need to find a a positive way to uh, remind people um, that a little bit of hard work goes a long way. I I agree with you. You know, so I'm like watching Al's comments here. Internet, food, you know, things like that. I really feel, hey, crazy lady, welcome in. I really feel if we were making like great advancements with medical. I could be more on board with with people pushing further, but it's we've hit a we've hit a blockade. We've hit yes. a blockade with vaccines. We've hit a blockade with cancer. We've hit a blockade with AIDS. We've hit a blockade where it's it's better to keep these diseases and viruses around so we can make money off them than it is to cure them. Right. Mm -hmm. And let's keep sucking up money for research. Welcome in, Mike. Uh I seen a video floating around on the internet today that talked about how the insurance companies, along with the hospitals, 
have manipulated the shit out of patients and, and people are around, not just in this country, but around the world. But this country's pretty damn bad. If you look at our medical debt compared to other countries, it's fucking horrible. It's really, really bad. And uh, they they pulled a big manipulation tactic on everybody to keep you in medical debt or to keep you at bay to these insurance plans or to keep you working so you could afford one of these insurance plans. So uh, welcome in, Cloud. So, uh, Jake, check this out. My wife and I, because you you know that Obamacare is still a thing, right? The Mm -hmm. Affordable Care Act is still a thing. Mm -hmm. So we're self-employed and, you know, we put in our income. And it, and it kicked back, and, and this didn't make any sense to me, it kicked back that it would be about, I think my wife said when she ran the numbers, it would be about $800, and I can't remember if she said that was a piece or together, I can't remember, but either way, if even if it's together, $800 a month for health insurance. And mm-hmm. I told her, I said, there's no way. I said, I would rather just pay $150 out of pocket to go for my, my yearly checkup and if something's wrong, I'll worry about it then because we're not paying $800 a month. I called my insurance guy. He's really cool guy, really down to earth. Like I met the dude at the liquor store. That's where nice. I met my insurance agent. That's the best <laughs> place to meet an insurance agent or a doctor <laughs> or anybody with a specialized skill, especially a lawyer. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm, uh, he had, well, I met him in the parking lot because he had, like, I'm into the Toyota FJ Cruisers. He had he had a really nice FJ Cruiser inside. Stop and talk. I'm like, dude, you got a really cool vehicle, man. Just want to say hi, blah, blah, blah. If you ever want to go out and do some off-road, dude, hit me up. And he's like, oh, yeah, dude, stop up. See me sometime. Bring bring yours by. You know, I, I work at this insurance company up the road. I'm like, okay, cool. Dude, cool. So I, I call him and I'm like, you know, this is after I know him and stuff. I call him. I'm like, hey, man. I said, do you guys do the health insurance there? He says, yeah. He runs all the numbers we put in. He says, oh, yeah, dude, this is outrageous. And I'll show you where the problem lies. He says, you didn't put in a, a high enough income. I was like, what do you mean we didn't put in a high enough income? He says, I know this doesn't make sense. The lower your income, the more you'll have to pay, the higher income you don't because you're in this weird threshold with income. And we're like, okay, so how do we fix that? He's like, this is what you got to do. We're going to put in your projected income is being a little bit more for this year. So make sure, have your accountant make this your income so your insurance will stick at this price. After he played with the numbers and, and fixed it up a little bit, it's 150 bucks a month for both of us. But I wonder hmm. how many people are just taking that at face value and paying that fee and not even thinking to go back and question what's happening. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Many, because they are they are ignorant of the possibilities that they, they, can, uh, they can work around. Um, and... Um, I just I I think it's important to throw out there that ignorant doesn't mean stupid. Ignorant just means that you don't know. So please don't be. Uh, let's try to be less offended by the word ignorant and trying to use that as a as a down as a put down for people. Um, I just I noticed a, a common thread behind calling people ignorant and it being a, a bad thing. You know how could you know what you don't know? And if you're not taught, then how can you expect to know? Um, I agree. 
but I, 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 uh, I, I have a lot of useful friends and a lot of useful places and I, I utilize their knowledge, um, for, for my, my benefit, of course. Um, just like if you have a medical question, you utilize your doctor for that information, right? Um, I utilize a lot of my friends who are in really uh, important and needed spaces for important and needed information. And a lot of times that comes down to the financial aspects. And I've learned um, that it's, there's, no, there's no shame in asking a question because if you don't know, you don't know and nine times out of 10, um, if you feel like it's a stupid question, um, there's probably somebody else in the room uh, that feels the exact same way you do, and they don't want to ask the question for that fear. Um, ask the stupid question, especially if you don't know it, and learn something. Um, most of the financial stuff um, comes down to they. Why would they tell you when they can make two hundred dollars off of you instead of a hundred? You know, um, I. That's the opportunistic. Uh, you know, call it greedy or whatever. I understand it. I don't think that it's okay, but I understand it. And why would they tell you that, oh, well, there's this little clause here, or there's this little loophole here, or there's a negotiation room for this? Why would they do that when they know that you're just going to say, okay, if that's the best I can get? Well, not to mention a lot of the times when you're you're in a medical situation and you're not you're not thinking about what is the bill going to be. It's going to be just save my life. I'm in trouble. Or... I'm really sick and I need to get better. You know, is it better to sure. die or be in debt? And they knew that and they took advantage of that. And now because of that, you know, we should really we should really do a show on this one day. I think it like should be a soon show too. We should really do a, a show on medical tourism. Because well, that's a that's a big, <clears throat> big deal now, dude. It's huge. It is. And and because because of that ignorance and on what you said is is do I want to die or or do I want to or do I want to live and and be in debt? It's like, well, now now you're going to be alive and in debt until you die. It's it's essentially the same exact thing, right? Um, but talk to any medical coder that you know, and they'll tell you that those numbers are just made up. They they don't follow any paradigm. You know, there there's not a competitive market, and people don't shop around because. You know, in those instances where you need, where you have an emergency and you need care right now, you're going to take the life-saving protocols. And that's, I understand, sure. Um, if, if something happens here, I'm going to the closest emergency room and it's across town and yeah, it's going to be expensive, but I'm not going to sit there and pull out my phone and call the next town away and be like, how much is your charge for an EKG? And why is it $500 more than these guys? Well, screw that. I'm dying, but I'm going to go across town. And I, I get it. You, if, you're, if your life is at stake, sure. But if you have regular headaches and you hurt your back and it's tolerable but painful, shop around, ask questions, um, tell them, you know, tell them the information, tell, you know, expect them to give you that information. Um, but these, these are things that, um, you know, talk to financial people, talk to millionaires, um, they're a lot more friendlier than you think that they are, and they're a lot more willing to give out good information. Um, but one rule of thumb that I, I really like to follow, and it's helped me immensely, and it will probably help you guys, is that if you can't pay for it in cash, then you can afford it. Um, but if you can pay for it in cash, make sure you can buy it three times over. That's a good rule. I've never heard anybody say that before. Yeah, and they won't tell you that because millionaires like to keep their millions, and I don't blame them. But um, I, I plug my friends so I can dole this information out for you guys because I so, like you guys. <laughs> yeah. So basically, if I can't buy it three times over, don't buy it. 
Yeah, and of course, Shit, it's not I'm gonna, gonna have to buy for... two packs of beer instead of six packs. <laughs> and it's it's not gonna apply for everything, of course. That's not the same across the board. Um, but yeah, um, if you can't pay for it in cash, then then don't buy it. You know, if you want a new TV, um, instead of uh, making sure you can afford just one, make sure that you can buy three and then just buy one. Um, you know, uh, very, very simple things. You know, I started learning in my 20s and it's it's benefited me immensely um, in my 30s, especially when it comes to loans. Um, a lot of times that they just don't tell you. Um, and I had to argue this with uh, with my, uh, my vehicle that I just bought. And uh, I, I had to argue with the, the dealership because they didn't want to tell me, uh, um, you know, what, what the possibilities were and, and uh, negotiable interest rates and yada, yada, yada. But, um, you know, they said, we can find you these lenders, blah, 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 your credit scores, you know, you can get this and whatever. And I said, okay, um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you what I can afford and I'm going to tell you what interest rate I want. And I want that. I don't want an adjustable uh I don't want an adjustable rate. I want a fixed rate. And I said, I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to afford nothing over $400 a month. Um, and I don't want anything over 2%. And, uh, they said, uh, and I said, that's, that's, that's the terms. So they, they do their thing where they, uh, you know, they'll come back with a highball and, uh, they're like, well, if you can do this, this one's 500 a month. And I said, no, but I wasn't finished. And I said, no, I said, I can afford 400 a month and I can afford two to two and a half percent interest. And, uh, they said, okay. So they make you sit around and get impatient because they want you to say yes. So they can get you in the car and make that money, blah, 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 blah. Um, an hour later, they finally shoot back. I negotiated 372 and some change at, uh, at 2.3%. And, uh, afterward, um, I immediately got home, logged into uh, logged into my account uh, for payment, and immediately broke that up into biweekly payments at two hundred dollars each. And I, I sometimes I do that, and sometimes I just pay the full amount. But the reason why you split it up into two payments biweekly um, is because you can pay you can pay down the uh, the principal as usual, but you cut into the interest almost twice as fast by the term of that loan is done. And I will effectively uh, save myself somewhere between five and seven thousand dollars by the time that's done, as opposed to just paying it once a month. And you can, you should be doing that with your vehicles. You should be doing that with any of your large expenditures with a home. Uh, split it into biweekly and pay a little more. So if your payment is like three seventy or three seventy-five, pay four hundred, and that extra goes toward the interest and you pay that interest off and you actually save money in the long term. The problem is that we've learned how to buy things in the short term. I want it and I want it now. It's so convenient. Next day shipping, Amazon. Yeah, right now. Boom. I'll just put it on my credit card. That's available. I can use that. Boom. So the thing you spent 30 bucks on ends up costing you 40. And then on top of that, you know, your, your item is, is fundamentally more expensive and that's just silly. Yeah. I'm just like I'm stuck in I'm stuck in this like uh breakdown double payments things. I I like that idea. I see how mm -hmm. that could be um I see how that could be a big advantage for some people. Welcome in uh Patrick. It's absolutely an advantage. Take advantage of it, please. So, you know, to touch on the medical thing again, something that happened to us recently and I and I thought this was a crock of shit. So, we had to take my son 
for an appointment to get him new medications issued, right? Because mm-hmm. he was about out of medication. Now, because of him having the issues that he does, he's on Medicaid, like through the state. So he's had that forever. They keep him on it because he needs to be on it because any other insurance plan would just be, it'd be bad. Uh, let's put it that way. So call to make him an appointment. Uh, you know, they said the doctor I was trying to get him into is not a provider on his, on his card. Okay. Well, I could change that. I said, okay, you need to do that before we could see him. I said, what if I decide to just pay you guys out of pocket? What is it? What does a visit cost? And they said, well, technically we cannot do that. And I said, why? And they said, because that would be considered fraud. <laughs> and I, I don't understand wrapping my mind around that at all, but here's the flip side of this. So that would be considered fraud. Now, Somebody screwed something up in the in the computer system, all right? And for whatever reason, they wouldn't let us refill his medications. They said, oh, no, you're trying to fill it nine days early. I said, no, we're not. We're out. We've been out for a day. Uh, we're, you know, there is no early here. This is filled on the 12th of December. Now we're out. They said, oh, well, it, this, it's showing you filled it again. And I said, no, we didn't fill it again. Something's wrong, Okay. Now, in that instance, it was okay for us to go pay $113 out of pocket for a one-month script, and that wasn't fraudulent. Is it because you paid out of pocket? What? I, I don't understand. It's it's fraudulent if we pay the doctor out of pocket. It's not fraudulent if we pay the pharmacist out of pocket. That's because you have a pass-through, and they're not making the full cut, dude. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Collins. I totally forgot about Collins. Holy crap. Hey, Collins, dude. <laughs> Who said it? Who said it? Collins momentarily. Yes, uh, guys, we are going to welcome some Collins. So if anybody wants to call into the show, you're more than welcome to do that. I have been really bad like tracking some of these time frames lately uh, with doing the shorter show and whatnot. But yeah, guys, Collins are open if anybody wants to call in and let us know what you think about these topics. Let us know if you're offended. Um, let us know in ways you like to be offended. And also let us know what fraudulent things you are dealing with today. Cause I'd love to know. Uh, the type of fraud I'm with today is that my paycheck is taxed about seven different ways before it gets to my wallet. Oh, dude, <laughs> I got a story. I got to tell you in private about, uh, some fraudulent <laughs> things that are going on, dude. You're going to love that. I may have already told you this. I don't know, but, uh, Let's just say I might be downtown soon with a uh, bullhorn and an AR. Uh, it's pretty, pretty nutso. Huh. Welcome in, Mr. T. And Miss Melody's back. Welcome in, guys. We are taking Collins now if anybody wants to call in. Uh, I'm just an offensive person. I got you. I got you, Patrick. I think that goes back <laughs> to the showering conversation, man. The showering conversation? We were talking about dirt lady and not showering. and it, it, The smell is offensive. He doesn't shower. I think that's what he's trying to say. Oh, gotcha. 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 Yeah. So, uh, no, back to the, back to the whole tax thing. Um, <laughs> so because this is, it's doomsday podcast and we do cover things that can go wrong and, and, you know, prepper related stuff and what could be coming and all these good things. So the big thing, uh, that's, that's been on my mind lately is, um, the election that's coming guys. If you didn't see, uh, this, the shooting that happened about, I want to say about 30 hours ago now, approximately somewhere around there. Uh, and, and I, I think that we're going to be moving into two things very quickly here. 
I think this digital currency is going to be getting pushed on us very, very quickly. Um, I think, mm -hmm. and I think there's going to be requirements for this. I think this is going to happen before the social credit score. Everybody's been talking about that lately, but I think this is going to happen first. And also, guys, we are we are coming up into shooting season. Um, it, it is coming. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, oh, and Jake, I'm just going to like let you in on this now um, since you're here with me live. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I have a big plan for the month of April. If you guys don't know, April is the most tragic month in human history. All the biggest, greatest tragedies humanity has faced all seem to take place in the month of April. And this April on the lives, I would like to take each show, pick the pick some of the biggest ones or the ones that maybe hit closest to home and, and go through and cover these stories for the month of April, which isn't that far away. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's and the reason why I bring that up is, is the, with all the tragedy we have, like the spring is shooting season. Uh, we, we will start seeing these things coming and pop up and I don't think there's any real rhyme or reason for it, but it's coming. Mm -hmm. Can't argue mm -hmm. that one. No. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I hate to laugh at this stuff because it is so tragic and, and this and humanity sucks so bad. And the whole premise of the show is, you know, everybody's offended. Everybody's getting a trophy and, and just where we're at. And, and now everybody's wanting to kill everybody. So how does one get offended about maybe somebody making fun of them or, or saying this or saying that, but that it's, it's okay to go out and kill people in the masses. And I'm not saying that's okay. So just for, just for clarification. Um, but we're not, you know, taking necessarily offense to these things unless they happen by the hand of somebody. And, and typically that somebody's a, a cop, then it's a big thing that everybody wants to stand up over. Right. Um, and everybody's kind of attacking the wrong areas for these things, not going after, you know, it's the, the more shootings we have, the more they want to push gun control especially mm -hmm. during school shootings. And don't get me wrong, I I do not think – I mean, you guys know I, I worked at a school, okay? I, I was an SRO. My job was to protect the kids, and, and I would have done that at all costs. So I understand the importance of protecting our children. But instead of looking at the guns as the problem, why aren't we looking at these, these government institutions our children being sent to? Why are we not looking at them as not doing a good enough job? Doing You're forcing our children to be there. Now. I'm sorry, say that again? Is it doing a good enough job? How of not protecting our children? If they're, if I, I really feel if our kids are going to be going there, then they need to be up. They need to be upping things and protecting the kids better, right? Better security, fencing around the schools, things like that. I mean, they're they're basically prisons anyway. We might as well make them prisons to keep people out, not in. Hmm. Hmm. Why don't they just arm the teachers? Oh no, because that would be offensive. Oh shit! Oh. <laughs> this is why you don't go outside, dude. Dude, I when I had my job working at the school, I, I carried a sidearm. Right, that was my job. That's what I did. I was there to protect the kids in case there was a shooting. Right? You wouldn't like it. Didn't happen a lot, but occasionally I would have some parent or some aunt picking up their nephew or something. And like in shock and awe that I was walking around the school with a gun. Oh no. And they would pull out their smartphones and start videotaping me. And I'm That's... like, are you fucking kidding me? 
That's where you just hold up a peace sign and say, I hope you have a wonderful day. I would just typically, I would typically look, smile and wave. Yeah. (laughs) Kill him with With a big dumb guy smile. (laughs) I I love the kindness thing. It's a great tool. Verbal judo, dude. Yes. The verbal judo is a very good thing. Um, So guys, we've got 16 minutes left here. So if anybody wants to call in, I would suggest doing now or forever holding, holding your peace. Call in now or don't call in at all. Oh, there's cloud. Maybe they just like to hear our beautiful voices. Maybe that's what it is. What's up, Cloud? How are you doing today? Hey, hey. Um, not too much. How are you guys doing? Oh, we are doing exceptionally well for a Monday. I'm offended already. <laughs> I hope Cloud didn't call in to offend anybody. I absolutely did. I'm, oh, you did? Who, who are you offending today, Cloud? I have no idea, but I know it's somebody. <laughs> Same. It's it it's okay. We we all have we all have our moments. I, you know, people are going to listen to this when when this gets uploaded, and I'm sure we're going to piss a lot of people off. Um, and that's you know what, in in to an extent, I'm okay with that. Like this might get taken down off YouTube. They, they might pull this from other areas, but it, at the end of the day, here, I feel like if we don't have people out there pushing back this is just going to continue. And I wonder if that's kind of where you were going earlier, Jake, like let's push back. I'd love to push back. I I would honestly, I would really love to have just a normal, not even a debate, just opposing opinions with, with rational conversation without anybody trying to attack anybody or any of that stuff. Just a normal, like, okay, I, here's this subject and here's why I agree with it. And then the other person doesn't agree with it. And you guys talk about it. That, that doesn't happen anymore, does it? It doesn't get the clicks. No, that died with the 80s. Oh. What the heck were the 80s? Um, shoulder pads, <laughs> bag phones, and, uh, <laughs> and McDonald's. <laughs> so Eric says, uh, start posting stuff and pushing me to post on Rumble. Eric, I just got the Rumble figured out. Jake, I gave you a follow over there on Rumble, by the way. Oh, um, nice. I'm trying to find as many people as I can that has Rumble. If anybody knows people I should be following on Rumble, let me know who they are and I'll go give them a follow. I, I followed as many people whose names I could think of over there. Um, not doing any content over there yet. Don't know if I will, but, it, you know, I, I am there now. I am. I have activated the Rumble. I, it I, works. I have a Rumble account, so it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Does that offend That's anybody? Good. Yes. I'm sorry, me. Cloud. Say that again. Um, Good. <laughs> um, I have a Rumble, <laughs> and that guy that I was talking about, he's the reason that I downloaded Rumble. His name is CyperX Superior Trading. And he has a YouTube channel that he talks about buying crypto and things like that. But he goes down the rabbit hole on Rumble. Okay, I'm going to have to try to find this guy again because I looked for him yesterday um, and I could not find this guy. Type his name in the chat. Um, Slightly serious shows on Rumble. That's what I'll look for as well as the Beans and Weenie show, Real Patriots Voice, and a few other peers. Gotcha. Thank you, Eric. I will 
remember those and I will look those up next time I'm in the studio because that's the computer I utilize to access all that stuff. Yeah. His there. I don't know what Jelly's talking about. Anyway, Cloud, I appreciate you calling in. Uh, I try to get people to call in every week. Sometimes we get people to call in, sometimes we don't. And I'm trying to get like fresh people to call in that don't always call in. So I really appreciate you calling in today, Cloud. Listen, buddy, if you want to talk, you're going to have to call in too, okay? Just because you're 18 months old doesn't mean that you're any different. Maybe, may, don't, you might offend him, Jake. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this is great. <laughs> I actually called in for a reason. Okay, what's up? Um, we were talking about gun, uh, t- uh, arming the teachers with guns. But we had also had a conversation right. about there being a flower in Mexico called the death something. I can't remember about how gunmen have been have used the gun and then not remembered. So what about all of a sudden right. teachers uh, become it's, right. It's called um, the chemical compound in that plant is called scopopamine. Scopopamine is I think how you say it. Um, and it's also called like the death flower because or like the death sleep flower because if you fall asleep under one of these trees it's flowers put out the scopopamine and if you get a high enough dose it can kill you uh it is widely widely okay we could say it's air fingers quote utilized in certain government operations because there's no real proof of this but it's widely rumored and i'm sure there's proof of this somewhere but yeah, that would cloud. You're right. That that could be a, that could be a, a possibility that would be bad because it would only take one arm teacher flipping their lid to make that whole situation go to shit, right? Just just one. That mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a multiple occurrence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, I do remember a story of an SRO. He was either an SR, yeah, in the state of Florida, and his gun um accidentally discharged at the school nobody was hurt nothing happened um it was just a malfunction it was in the holster and went off i don't believe it takes a lot for that to happen so like i really question the malfunction it just went off like i really really question that doesn't just go off. um no i know i feel like his keys were in there or something was dirty in the holster and something smacked the trigger i don't believe that that just happened Right. I don't believe that for a second. I don't either. Uh, I don't buy it. But that, but you know, that didn't take away, uh, you know, any of the armed guards or anything or the SROs from schools, even though that happened. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Well, you know, but nobody was hurt. A little bit of training goes a long way in, in proper care and function and all of that. And if, if you're going to do those things, then uh, certifications must be had. I mean, it you have to go through a class to drive a car you know i mean i i'm totally down with with uh i i'm a big believer in that your firearm is a tool and it can be used 
for uh, for the proper reasons or the improper reasons, just like you could with a hammer. A hammer is also a tool. Um, you know, they they can both be deadly. You can use a you can make a hammer deadly if you use it improperly, but it's you know that's above its intended use. Um, but I. People are people are so afraid of things that they don't know and don't understand, and, and a lot of people are afraid of guns because of all of these stories and of all of these happenings. But what they don't realize is, I mean, it's it, it can be in a lot of ways a great equalizer. Um, I I don't have any I don't have any arguments with with anybody handling and properly caring for the for their their uh, firearms, storing them safely. And if you want to carry, you should be able to. Um, in Indiana's constitutional carry now, um, and I, I'm totally for that. So I, I do, I, I fucked up. I went back and read the chats. Jake, Alec Baldwin's gun did go off on its own. Um, hmm. Thank you, Rifle, for correcting me on that. Uh, but no, would you consider people to be offended by things they don't understand or things that they're in fear of i think that's kind of inherent to people man um i think people immediately uh, turn their nose away from things that they don't try to understand um and i i think that when i uh, for the most part i think 99 percent of the time you take somebody out of their comfort zone they're unwilling at first correct oh yeah absolutely and i i think that applies over to everything you know uh take somebody who doesn't like uh go to the gym or never has been, and uh, you try to convince them to come with you and be like, it'll be fun, and blah, 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 we'll get muscles and, and, and abs and stuff, and oh, I don't know, I'm going to be so sore. Uh, uh, uh. So it's, it's really hard at first, just like everything else. Um, anything that's new is very difficult at first, uh, but after the routine sets in, and, and after you get in that rhythm of doing it, it, it becomes easier, just like anything else. And after it becomes easier, that's when it starts to become fun. Right. Like, here's here's a good example I think everybody can relate to. And this is going to be a little bit gross. But <laughs> it's like getting a new job and holding your poop all day till you get home. I right? knew it was going to be a poop conversation. <laughs> but, no, it's like it's like you, you realize you've got comfortable at work when you start pooping at work. Like, that's when you know. And like, like Jake, I know, I know you go out and you go door to door and I'm like, do you, do you poop at customers' houses or do you save it for later? Like, what do you do? Desperate times call for desperate measures, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, it's, there is that comfort thing there. If you could poop in one stranger's house, you could poop in all the stranger's houses, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Oh man. So yeah, that's, and, and, and somebody brought that out to me. They said, dude, how's the new studio going? I was like, oh, it's going great, man. They said, did you poop there yet? And I was like, yeah, dude, of course. They were like, well, now it's official. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I crossed the brown line of making it official. But no, I, I get what you're saying about the gym. Cause I know when I, when I first started going, it was like a nerve thing. Like, oh, people are going to be watching me. They're going to be watching what I'm doing. They're going to be making fun of the way I do this, or this is, you know, really awkward. And then I started going and I started seeing the same people. And it was like, Hey, how you doing, man? What's up? And I got really comfortable real quick. And it was like, man, if I could, I'd spend more time there, but I'm like wore out all the time. So I can't be there more. Right. Yeah. And you realize um, nobody really cares what you're in there for. Nobody. Exactly. Cares, man. Nobody, nobody gives a shit. Nobody's, nobody's there to judge you. Nobody cares. Um, 
That's the same thing with most things. Like generally, for the most part, people feel the way that you do. And nobody gives two craps what you're doing. You could go out in public, go... I know I always use Walmart as a readily example, but it is because there's just it's, people there all the time. It's a great example to use. And but it's go a there. horrible place to go. It is. But go show up there in, in pajama pants and a tank top and looking like a scrub and go walk around. And I guarantee you nobody gives a shit. And if they do, then they keep it to themselves. And it doesn't matter. And then go there and dress up and go walk around. And people still don't give two craps about it. Nobody cares. You know, like the Walmart that I'm sorry, go ahead, Cloud. There is a Facebook website to where you can go and look up the people of Walmart, and there are people on there that go oh, yeah. to Walmart. Oh, God. Well, those are it. those are the exceptional, you know. You got like an old 80 year old man on people at Walmart who's wearing like leather clad, like, like spank me suit. And of course, somebody's going to take a picture of that because it's outlandish. Ah. <sighs> You know, in my area, it's I, I would say the people that show up to Walmart dressed nicer, like in their Sunday clothes, probably get more looks than the people that show up just, you know, like in pajama pants and a tank top, right? Do I do that often? No, I don't do that often. I go to Walmart as little as I possibly can. <laughs> Jelly, do they even have Walmart? They don't have Walmart in Australia, I don't think, do they, Jelly? God, that Kmart. would be a crazy Walmart if they did. They got a Kmart. No, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Um, their Kmart is the kangaroo mart. Why everyone was driving around? You mean in the in the chairs, Kylie? Yeah, we got Kmart and Target. Oh, Kylie says yes. So there you go. So. <laughs> Now, Kylie, were those people offended because you were getting them on camera driving around in the store? God, it, you know, that's that's the other thing, you know, and, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, even overseas, man, you don't even see a lot of like ADA compliant stuff. It's really not a thing. It's just kind of a lot of the private businesses and stuff over there have this mentality. Well, if you're unable to like be here, we're not making special arrangements for you. We're sorry, but we're just not doing it. Um, you know, I'm not saying do that with everything, but I'm saying like there are some benefits to it. God, the lawsuits you would face in this country would be absolutely insane if you said no. We are not. We're not doing this. Well, I mean, I'm not saying like you know don't have like wheelchair chair ramps or anything like that. But you know, if you if you got to make Sally walk an extra hundred foot just to get to the register, then that's not all too bad of a thing, really. I mean. You know, for the most part, it's like, well, this is this is the setup. You know, it's set up for uh, just like just like anything you do out in public, right? You have a reasonable expectation of of privacy and safety, but that's only reasonable, right? I mean, you have to meet certain needs, but you don't have to cater to these people hand and foot. Right, that's, and it, that's I yeah, the I agree. Part that I'm trying to say, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, let's let's squeeze people out of businesses or anything like that. Let's not take it to the nth degree here. What I'm what I'm saying is, a little bit of extra work goes a long way, and it's nice to have something, and regardless of what it is, to work toward. We're all going to end up like the people at the end of the movie Wally, man. I know. That's what I'm trying to stop. <laughs> with the a with the AI and everything. 
with the with the low bone oh, density riding around in, in just hover chairs all day. I'm trying to stop this. Um, Maybe that's a new mission. It's been my mission. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I was making a <clears throat> Jake should make content again comment. <laughs> I should. I need to. <laughs> You know, anyway, as much, uh, as much as I try, you know, I, I spent three years, you know, uh, saying all of these things and, you know, you've seen all my stuff, you know what I talk about and, you know, not for the most part, like I said, you go around and do whatever, but for the most part, people don't care. And it just always astounded me as I'd be like, Hey, keep an eye on this. Cause this will probably lead into this, which means this will probably happen. And then a couple of years later it does. And then. It's like, why, why would I get a million views on a video? And then those same million people that watched it two years down the road are so shocked that the thing I said happened was going to happen. Like they didn't know. It's like, yeah, I told you. No, I agree with you. And uh, so guys, we're at our time limit here. One more thing I wanted to throw out there before we get out of here. And I meant to do this in the beginning of the show. So a whistleblower, and I don't know if anybody else saw this, a whistleblower from TikTok came out and stated that TikTok actually has a button to where they decide if a video goes viral or not, yes. right? Yes, like they, they could take a video that they want and pollute the algorithm. Yes. We were all saying this, and we all said something's goofy here with the way things, certain things perform and certain things don't, and that's mm -hmm. what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's people in there pushing buttons saying this is going to get views and this isn't or this isn't, this isn't. The so manipulation no of that is had. is horrible. I'm sorry, say it again. There's no achievement to be had if, if your success is dependent upon somebody else's bias. You know what? And we're going to end right there on that note. Uh, everybody, thanks for coming in tonight. This is this turned out to be a really good show. Jake, thanks, man. Um, and if you got anything you want to tell anybody before we're out of here. Save your money. I love all of you. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>